Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. G'day and welcome to this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier and we're here with thanks to the Committee for Wyndham. Check out all the details of what they're about on their Facebook page and, of course, on their website. Uh, in this edition, uh, we're going to meet uh, the new chairman of RecLink. RecLink, an organisation well-known right across Australia, had its uh, early beginnings in the western suburbs, but of course has blossomed into a very important uh, organisation involved in uh, helping people uh, in need, people who are disadvantaged. And there are a lot of those about today, and Michael Brown, who's the new chairman of RecLink, will tell us about the job that uh, RecLink's doing. Also find out a little more about uh, Michael. He's been around the western suburbs and around sport and around business for a very long time now and some very influential roles and has run some of the biggest events that have been held in this country. We'll talk to Michael about his story and how he's ended up as the chairman of uh, RecLink. That's coming up. And uh, today's podcast brought to you by the Werribee Accounting Service. Now, that's another name that's been around the western suburbs for a long time. In fact, been trading in Wyndham for almost 30 years, uh, dating back to 1992. The owner, of course, uh, who runs the business is Teresa Gambaro, a very well-known and respected name in the West. And, of course, uh, Teresa is also a, uh, a Reckling director, uh, so has a direct connection to uh, today's guest on our podcast. But if uh, and, and it is a very important time uh, in the finance world, and in our own personal world because it's, uh, you know, time to uh, do your tax. And if you want to know anything about uh, what you need to know, uh, and this is a very much changing uh, landscape we're living in in the tax world now with working from home and all the things that are associated with that and JobKeeper and all those issues that we've all had to deal with in recent times, well, I'm sure uh, you'll find the answers to all those questions at the Werribee Accounting Service. You can get in touch with them. They're at 23 Duncans Road. And, of course, the phone number there is 9742 Six two three five. They've got a website, so check that out. Just Google as you as we all do these days. Werribee Accounting Service, and you'll find out all the details. But if you want to put a quick phone call in nine seven four two six two three five. Let's get to today's guest on the Talking Wyndham podcast. Happy to say our guest this week on uh, the Talking Wyndham podcast is Michael Brown, who these days is, amongst other things, and we'll talk about those, is the uh, chairman of RecLink. G'day, Michael. G'day, Kevin. Good to talk. Yeah, good to talk to you. Now, we've known one another for a number of years now because uh, you've been around the western suburbs for a long time. I have. I played three back in the 70s at Williamstown, and yeah. we won a premiership way, way, way back then, and then I married a Williamstown girl, and we actually live in the house next door to where my wife was born. We've looked after her elderly parents. And we're celebrating our 40th wedding anniversary on Sunday. So oh, wow. we're very Western suburbs. Yeah, absolutely. And your boy played footy at, uh, at Spotswood? Yeah, man. My son's played footy at Spotswood. He's now, um, now out with his keel, having a run around and doing some helping out then. So, um, yeah, and my son plays uh, cricket in Newport. And I played cricket at West Footscray and at, uh, at um, Footscray. So, you know, we go back a long, long way. And I'm um, very, very proud, very pleased to be able to be part again of um, of uh, you know, the activities of the Western Service is a great part of the world and a great place to live. Well, let's talk about RecLink uh, in a minute, but before that, let's talk about some some of the things that you've done in your time. Most recently, you've been involved, obviously, at the Cadinia Park Stadium with uh, with the ever-growing expansion of, of Cadinia Park as part of the management uh, and trust team there. That's obviously been a really big project uh, and continues. It is. Look, um, you know, Geelong's an amazing city. Um, 
I'd finished up um, with the NRL back in 2016 and was looking to head into retirement. Steve Brax, who lives not far from me and is a friend, uh, asked me to come down and help him out. They just, um, the government, the, the Andrews government had sacked the Geelong Council and taken control of the of Cadenia Park and they wanted to set it up and get it up and running as a, a trust not dissimilar to Melbourne Olympic Park and, and to the MCC Trust. So I took on that and spent a couple of there, yeah, a couple of years there working with Geelong Footy Club, Brian Cook and all the boys and girls down there. We had a great time and um, yeah, we managed to build some greater events and you know, we've got, we had the funding for Stage 4, which was $100 million of state and federal money to uh, to build the to uh, the, the Brownlow Stand and we're yeah. in the process of waiting for funding for Stage 5 when I moved on. Uh, last year to um, to complete the stadium and, and uh, complete the Ford stand, so that's another hundred and forty million plus. So, you know, you've then got an amazing facility that'll take thirty thousand people. AFL, cricket, you've got big bash league down there. We've had A league soccer, so it's a real community environment. And just a, a simple stat that shows you the importance of um, Cadenia Park that every home game for Geelong Footy Club puts about three million dollars into the local Geelong economy. So, staggering really important um, asset. That's staggering. Now, big events and, and big organisations has been kind of your hallmark. I mean, your deputy CEO at Cricket Australia for a while. The Asian Cup of 2015 was a, was a thing that you're very heavily involved with. Uh, so you, you like the, the the big stage? Yeah, well, I've been lucky. I've been. You know, people say I've run out of sports to work in, which is probably a good idea now at my age. But um, you know, I started off um, I played footy and cricket in the western suburbs and. Uh, played footy with North and then went to, to Williamstown and then on to Brunswick in the old VFA days and always played the great cricket and loved doing that. And then uh, was, uh, did my training in education and was a school teacher for 13 years and the opportunity came to move into football. So I moved into football administration, was ultimately CEO of the Hawthorne Footy Club yep. post the merger in 1999. And then on to cricket and I did 10 years as deputy CEO there. And then um, Frank Lowy offered me a job in Sydney running a thing called the Asian Cup and my kids were in their thirties and we thought it was time for a bit of a change. So we yep. jumped on a plane, took the dog and, um, had great fun running the Asian Cup. That led into a rugby league world cup and some work with the NRL before going back to Melbourne in 2016. Are they all different in, in sort of, uh, or is it a sort of a, you know, uh, they're all the kind of same, but they've got little differences and little nuances? I think you're right, Kev. You know, the difference in sport today, sports administration is sports administration. You know, it's a, yeah. it comprises of memberships and fundraising and sponsorships and, and then, of course, the technical aspect of whatever the game is, be it AFL or soccer. But the broad principles are the same, and people, that's where you see people move from AFL to soccer or to cricket. Um, you know, I really enjoyed my time in cricket. I did 10 years there and was responsible for all the men's and women's Australian teams, um, international fixturing, so I got to travel the world and see some great countries that participate in such a wonderful game at, at every level, you know, from the depravities of England and Bangladesh right through to Lords and and the West Indies, so, um, you know, sport just give, has given me an opportunity to see some amazing things in my lifetime that I'm yeah. forever indebted for. Michael, uh, the, this uh, this COVID-19, uh, the the worldwide pandemic, has has, uh, has kind of given us a chance to rebalance a whole lot of things, and sport's one that uh, there's been massively affected, not only in being the ability to be able to play the sport, but also where sport's going to be post this pandemic and post this lockdown um, in terms of, um, the economy of sport as we head into the future, there must be a, a dramatic change in that that, that that we're about to go through. Oh, look, I'm really concerned you're seeing now, given the recent outbreaks in Victoria, um, local sport that was due to start shortly um, being cancelled. Most AFL uh, community competitions have been cancelled. I think it's the same for soccer and basketball and others are reassessing, um, which is a real shame because you know, not only is it for those that play at a, 
at a senior level, but for the hundreds and hundreds of junior teams that play on Sundays and, you know, it creates healthy, healthy uh, appetites for young kids and, and allows, uh, allows people to get on and meet people. Um, and of course, that's just been missing now. Our stadiums and our, and our grounds and our community sporting facilities have just, um, remained empty. Interestingly, you know, noticing the work that we do with, with RecLink, um, that you know, our programs have increased during this pandemic yeah. because there's been a greater need, a greater requirement at um, at that grassroots level of communities for people who are less fortunate, who don't have the sport that they might have had, or don't have a footy to kick around, or a basketball, or a bike to ride. So we've worked really closely with those groups and our member agencies to make sure that we're still delivering healthy, active programs for those in need. And it's a, it's a hellishly important program that Reckling does and an important area of society that uh, that's covered by Reckling. Peter Cullen has been the face of Reckling for so many years now, and we all know Pete and uh, his passion and his enthusiasm uh, for getting the job done, um, his dogged determination uh, to make it all happen. Uh, what what attracted you to the role as chairman of Reckling? Well, I was um, I'd just come back from Sydney, and a couple of the board members I knew. Um, and I sort of joked I wanted to do something to give something back to the community. I've had a terrific sporting career and really enjoyed my time. And um, they approached me and said, look, um, you know, I knew of Peter. I'd met Peter through a few different things. And um, you know, they put together a very professional board and a very, very sharp outfit. And they were saying, look, our chairman's stepping down. We'd really, you know, very keen to have a chat to you. So I met Peter, met the board. And, um, you know, it's just a great way to volunteer and give something back. That Peter, Peter is our founder. He's our father. He's... The person, you know, we all have such great admiration and respect for. He started Reckling 30 years ago. We're celebrating our 30 year anniversary, um, which will culminate in a dinner, hopefully at the end of the year and some celebrations. But Peter's been the one strength, um, at community level. Um, but now, you know, we have over 400 community organizations that we link with and programs that build pathways that develop your know, health and wellbeing. And Peter's been at the start of that. And, so, yeah, um, my job is to guide the board. We're now a national business. We're 50 staff and we turn over nearly $7 million. Wow. So we've got to we've got to make sure that we are delivering the programs that communities need. And, you know, there's nowhere in Australia can I find a program that develops a social inclusion program um, with the reach and impact that we do. So Reckling Australia, is its model is unique and, um, and very special. And its impact is uh, is is tangible. I mean, it's life changing for the people that you get involved with. Yeah, it, it is. Ken. Look, and it, the important thing for us is we don't just run programs. We we focus on providing evidence based sport programs. And what I mean by that are that they're programs that we can measure. We know who the groups are. We know the disability. We know that if it's a a drug issue, we know we know that the, that the community agencies that we work with know their people who who are in these, in these groups. So we reach out through the member agency to these groups and then run, run programs that work alongside, um, those particular medical and health agencies. So, you know, we're, we're, we're across Australia, Victoria, Sydney, uh, ACT, Queensland, Bundaberg, Adelaide, Perth, Tasmania. So, you know, it's a broad program. We're funded nationally. And we get enormous uh, generous support from state governments along the way. Michael, uh, you mentioned that uh, there's been an increase. Uh, I mean, I know you've only been in the chair at uh, Reckling for a short amount of time, um, but uh, uh, we are seeing already the the effects of uh, being locked up and uh, and what that's having uh, yep. the effect that's having on people. Oh, look, you know, we've been very close with our agencies. When I talk about agencies, I mean, you know, the Department of Health, the Department of uh, Medical Affairs, um, all of the social justice groups who sit in each of the states. We work really closely with them, and um, we, when this program, when, when it, this uh, 
came to the surface somewhere around um, March, March, April. We worked with those agencies to develop a concept called Reckling Connect, and that's based on our, that's based on us socially engaging with those most vulnerable in our community, and to keep the community as connected as and as engaged as possible as we can during COVID nineteen. So, we set up a program that had six really important components um, that allowed us to work at that level and deliver programs that were um, helping change lives, or as we call it, including the unincluded, which is a really important mm. um, statement that Pete talks about all the time. Um, you know, we're aiming to include the unincluded, and uh, we have lots of fun along the way, and it's been a great program and extremely rewarding. Uh, the, you mentioned the, uh, the the funding and the support. Are the, are the governments at all levels uh, heavily involved in that? Uh, yeah, governments have been brilliant. You know, we, um, we're very close to the, to the uh, Morrison Liberal government. Uh, Greg Hunt, the Minister for Health there, has um, just approved our national program to be funded for the next two years. So that's a multi-million dollar program that now has funding for two more years. Um, we've been asked by government to assist in bushfire relief in West Gippsland uh, from the problems they had back early in 2020. Um, yeah, so across the board, we run so many programs. And sadly, what happens in difficult times like these the need for these programs increases, it doesn't decrease because of the uh, difficult economic times and the challenges that families face. So we, um, we're making sure that we work as closely as we can. Uh, we've, got, we've started a new program called Sport Share, which delivers uh, packs of sporting equipment donated, new news to, to community groups, to families, um, you know, that we've had people donating bikes, footballs, footy boots, runners, yeah. and uh, we're about to launch that via our website. And you know, the local the local Wyndham uh, sporting organisations have been incredibly supportive, and those those footy boots might be used to a guy who play, buys a new pair every year, but they're a piece of gold to a young kid or a, a young person who's um, homeless and wants to have a kick of the footy, and you know, we can use those used boots or that used bike and it brings a lot of joy to a lot of people. I was going to say there's, a, you know, in food, we, we talk about the wastage in food. The wastage in sport is uh, is astronomical in terms of exactly what you're saying. You get the boots, you get the new pair, and you chuck the old ones out. Yeah, look, you know, I think it's, um, you know, maybe my generation was a bit a bit, um, a bit bit more conservative, but, you know, people, uh, my, my nephew plays AFL footy, and he basically throws a pair of footy boots away a month um, yeah. because they don't fit whatever, but now he gives them directly. Um, and we'll start to work with AFL clubs to, you know, people tell you many, many stories of taking used sporting equipment into a very difficult, challenged household, and the smiles of joy on the on the kids' faces when they see they've got a footy or a cricket bat or a or a basketball or a pair of runners. Um, you know, it just it's just a great way of sharing what we would normally throw away. Yeah. Um, and are you expecting with, um, and I guess we are all expecting a second kind of wave of, uh, of the economic hardship that's going to hit um, on the back of the pandemic, are you you're kind of thinking about that at Reckling now, about what might happen post, you know, JobKeeper and all those sorts of programs? Yeah, we're, um, as, I say, as I said previously, we're, we're well connected to the, the government agencies and listening to what they're telling us and what they're seeing is happening. Um, we work closely with them to make sure our programs are ready to go. We are, we are essentially, you know, we're a practical organisation. Um, we use, um, you know, face-to-face teaching that we can or if that's not possible because of the, the COVID, we've got online programs and we've got weekly phone calls, emails, Facebook chats. Yeah. Um, we consult with people. Um, we build programs. We establish um, chat rooms and blogs and community um, opportunities. We, we regularly post new instructive drills, demonstrations, um, for to, for people to maintain their fitness and to connect with team training, 
And then we link back and work with these sporting organisations to deliver training packages like level one coaching, umpire training. So we're really, we're a facilitator of um, community activity that ensures that, you know, regardless of how difficult times are, we can work with, um, work with member agencies, work with employment agencies, and uh, work across both um, regional and metropolitan Melbourne, and uh, sorry, regional and metropolitan Australia. How can people help and get involved in it, Michael? Well, the easiest way is, the easiest way to look, is go on our website and have a look at what we do. Um, you know, you, there's lots of ways that, obviously, if you can donate, uh, money gives us a financial opportunity to invest in programs. Yeah. We're a not-for-profit organisation. Um, you know, our staff are always um, you know, overworked and we, we've never got enough of them. But uh, sadly, the, the funds are always so tight, we've got to be very careful. Um, have a look at the programs. Um, you'll see there there's an opportunity to donate. You'll also see there's a, there's a sports share program. If you'd like to donate to sports share, uh, you've got some footy boots, um, just give us a ring or you win a team that's used, got used some used basketballs or old cricket balls. You'll be amazed how much fun we can have with them. Um, let us know. Um, it's usually Peter. He's the one who gets out and comes and collects them. <laughs> and then we put them into our program. Yeah, Peter's developed a fantastic facility in Werribee. We've now got two storage sites that have been donated, hundreds of square metres of space uh, undercover indoors for us to store equipment. Um, we've had two leading bike manufacturers donate 200 bikes in, in recent weeks. So wow. you know, they will find their way into programs with um, with young people and with um, you know people that need. So look, I think the best thing is have a look at what, what we're doing. More than welcome to get involved if you you've got something you'd like to add or donate, contact us and we'll make sure we follow up. No, sensational stuff. Uh, well done on uh, on taking on the role of, uh, of Chairman of Reckling because it is a, a voluntary position and, uh, and and one that is going to take up, uh, probably already has taken up a lot more time than you probably expected it to. Uh, it certainly does. It certainly <laughs> does. But um, look, it's a fantastic cause and um, great bunch of people to work with. Uh, Peter's a yeah, he's just an icon of the western suburbs and really an icon of, of dealing with, as he calls it, work, including the unincluded. And, um, you know, it's great to be working with Pete and uh, long may you continue to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Good on you, Michael. Thanks so much for your time and uh, all the best of luck with RecLink and, uh, and everything else in the future. We appreciate you talking to us on the Talking Window podcast. Thank you, Kevin. Talk soon. Reckling do great work, and uh, thanks to Michael Brown for his time. Obviously, a man with a, a great history in uh, in business, and uh, now putting something very special back into uh, into the community with his work uh, with Reckling. Wish him all the best. Werribee Accounting Service have been the proud sponsors of uh, this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. And of course, uh, we mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast, it, it is tax time. It is uh, is a taxing time. <laughs> if you want all the details of uh, what uh, what you can and can't do in terms of tax compliance and all those things, one place to go to, Werribee Accounting Service. Uh, Teresa Gambara will look after you. All you have to do is pick the phone up, 9742 6235 or jump on the website. Uh, they're at 23 Duncans Road. It is tax time, wills and estate planning, all those things you'll see on the website, all the details of everything that the uh, Werribee Accounting Service is involved with, not just accounting, but uh, uh, goes into uh, legal areas and uh, all sorts of business areas as well. So thanks to Teresa for sponsoring this particular edition of the podcast. Thanks to Michael Brown for his time. Uh, don't forget that telephone number, 9742 6235. And of course, uh, the Committee for Wyndham. Uh, the website and the Facebook page with all the details of what's going on around our fabulous city. Take care, enjoy yourself until the next time I'm Kevin Hillier. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham 
All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.